Ah, ooh, Batgirl. Yes, Boogie. Ah, ooh, flappa, 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 flappa. That's me doing uh, your vagina speak as a calling. <laughs> Fla- ooh, flappa, 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 flappa. I need a video of this. Somebody needs to make this. <laughs> <laughs> How? So did your vagina answer? Like, I mean, I'm sure it's like in your pants. He speaks my native tongue. Oh, God. Help me. That's uh, These are the things I learn. All this in a broken toe coming up on Perverted Podcast. Uh, the following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And because you are responsible for yourself, there won't be another fucking warning. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the ever-crumbling human mind. I am Count Boogie. Recording on Zencaster Wire, I am officially announcing my career as an OnlyFans foot fetish model has come to an early retirement. I'm Path Girl. Oh, oh no. Not the, not nope. the hooves. Nope. Not, not the, the hooves. kinky hooves. The kinky. Oh, what'd you do this time? All I get is a picture of you in a walking cast, and I'm like, it's been like a day. Like, what did you do in a day? Like what? What did you do that was brilliant? Uh, oh, it was it was it was fucking brilliant. So I, as people know, I sell a lot of stuff on eBay, and I have piles of boxes around my desk area of stuff that needs to go up and stuff that needs to be shipped. And I had gotten into an argument with my mom on the phone. I was aggravated. I looked and saw what time it was. I'm like, I got to chase my son to bed. So I jumped up from my desk chair and my foot took, the left foot took the corner of a box. My pinky toe went one way and the rest of my foot went the other way. Oh, yeah. Screaming, crying, cursing. Worst. Well, I didn't think it was that bad because I jammed my toe on a box a million times i taped them together a day or two they're fine it wasn't until after my son went to bed i'm like okay i gotta go walk the dog i tried to put a shoe on it and i screamed because i could not oh. fit in a shoe and oh, i was yeah, like oh this is oh. not good so then i'm like all right fine i'll ice it i'll elevate it i'll take some painkillers i'll try to go into work the next day tried to put the shoe on again nope so yeah i have a break in one of the Bones in my toe. I'm in a walking cast for at least three weeks, and we'll reevaluate then. A pinky so, yeah. injury. A widow. Yes. This widow pity took it right up the ass. Wee 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 wee. This little piggy went ow 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 all the way to urgent care. Uh, this little piggy said, "God damn it! I fucking hate my mom." <laughs> mom. I'm blaming my mom. Seriously, if she hadn't fucking gotten me <laughs> aggravated. Seriously, like I wouldn't have jumped up and it, <laughs> yeah, it's my That's mom's it. fault, even though she's seven hundred miles away. We need yeah. to send, we need to send a pinky toe assassin to your mom <laughs> for retribution mm-hmm. for pinky toe retribution. Well, this is a great time to remind our newer listeners that are wondering about pain and mm-hmm. wondering about why certain people like pain. And this is not the type of pain that we like. No, I am completely a masochist. But yes, when it comes to stuff like that, fuck no, I was crying like a baby. <sighs> yeah, a this way. is a yeah different types of uh, different types of pain. Different uh, when yeah. it's consensual and it's hot, and you have some warm up, and you're building yes. up to it. You can probably no take an equal amount to that type of. Yeah, no warm up. No, mm-hmm. the, the the box was just not a good top. No, it was no. not. At, no aftercare. Uh, no nothing. What, <laughs> was it at least a box that you made a lot of money on with eBay, or was it just? It's like still some sitting shoes? next to me, not even two feet from my feet. 
<laughs> it's just looking at you going, uh-huh. who's the daddy now, bitch? No, actually, because like when I came home from the urgent care yesterday, I saw that like the box had was moved out like two inches. So it was basically like, yeah, that's the amount of, I, I you know, I took your toe and split it. So, yeah, just, oh. Uh, that yeah. box. Your mom. Ah. Yes. yes. God damn it. Well. But, yeah. But the day before, I did have shen- shenanigans with Donis. So, yay. <laughs> okay. Do we have a toy review coming up later? Yes, we do. A domless.com toy review coming. Yes. And uh, not uh, not anywhere near your feet. So uh, <laughs> so I think we should be pretty good on that one. Yes. Uh, well, fuck, man. Let's get into the show. Love to read your letters. Hope it never stops. We're going to read your letters on perverted mailbox. Oh, dear binky toe. Pinky toe of Path Girl. Yes. How? How? I don't feel good. I'm I, all purple uh, and green and not in a fun way. Oh, that's right. Oh, you have fucking zombie toe now. That's oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 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 hideous. I just I just went to rewatch the miniseries, The Stand. The uh, Stephen oh, so King good. from like, I don't know, like the 80s or whatever the yes. hell it was from. Yes. And uh, I'm almost through it. And uh, your toe looks like uh, all of the uh, plague-ridden dead people uh, strewn about the <laughs> strewn about the planet. So uh, it'll be scary if your toe wakes up in the middle of the night and starts going brains, brains, oh, and falls off and tries to strangle me. <laughs> You're just not that limber, so I think you're safe. Uh, oh, thank you ever so much. <laughs> So we got a really good perverted mailbox. Usually we yes. go into a FetLife stuff or a Reddit or something like that. But thank you to our uh, uh, anonymous listener. And it's anonymous for a reason. And I got to give this guy props on this. Yes. If you don't know if you're strong on a point, but you think you have a point, better to stay anonymous than make mm. yourself look like an asshole. So uh, yeah. this came from anonymous and uh, I don't think he was a dick at all. But he says, uh, I feel like a douche asking this. So if I could be anonymous, good call. I wish I'd make that choice more often. Okay, Ugg. So it's been a while since I've played with new subs. I start out casually and will use rope and, and whatnot to play. And I used to have a decent black leather collar. A couple of times I was playing with a new girl and wanted to have her wear the collar, not to claim her, but just as part of the play. These girls turned up their noses and said they would never wear another slave's collar. I thought that was kind of a yellow light, if not a red flag. Was I right? That killed the mood for me, and eventually those girls faded away. My question is, who pays for the collar and cuffs and whatnot? If the relationship ends, who keeps it? Do you negotiate that at the beginning? Am I a dick? Thanks. Wow. You know what? This comes up a lot, especially when people break up or even afterwards when stuff needs to be divided. No, it's not. It's not a douche question at all. I mean, it brings up a lot of interesting points. Yeah. Fantastic question because – Cuffs and collars mean so many different things to mm-hmm. so many people. So um, there are many reasons that people wear that. I mean, you wear them for real, real. Like if it's a more uh, 24-7 dynamic and it's more serious and it's something that comes with a little more pageantry and ceremony. Or it's just for play, just to get in that headspace or look cool or you know claim ownership or be objectifying. I mean, there's so many different things like. Let's just start with you as a submissive type. Yeah. So what, in uh, play, play both first go uh, what they mean to you in play and then what they mean to you in a more serious uh, dynamic. Okay. So right now the dynamic I'm in, I am not colored to Donis. I have been colored to other doms before myself personally. If I'm in a relationship, I really try not to step foot into a play party or a dungeon without a play collar on. I have my own little bag of like four or five play collars. And usually what I will do is I will go to my guy and say, hey, will you please put a, pick a collar and put it on me? 
I know it's a play caller. For me, it's a sign of respect that, look, right. I'm with somebody tonight. You can approach me and mm-hmm. talk. And some guys have actually said, is that a, you know, does that caller represent something? And I'll just say, it's a play caller, but it just means that I'm with someone tonight. So that being said, I I did my first dom. I was caller to him after three months. Lord, that was way too quick. My <laughs> caller for him. Yeah. No, I wasn't in sub frenzy. Not at all. Um, my collar for him was more of a day collar. It was a pretty like blue gem and it had wrapped around it in silver. It said, I love you. And it was a choker style collar. So that was my official collar. We dated probably about three months more. So a total of six months. And then we eventually broke up uh, because I found out he was sleeping with me, sleeping with his ex-wife behind my back. So needless to say, I said to him, take this fucking thing off of me and gave it back to him. So, mm-hmm. I have known other people. Now, granted, this was a $30 or $40 necklace. No significance. I have known slaves slash subs that have worn the more expensive eternity collars, the ones that have keys and things like that. And those are a little more tricky because it's an expensive item. What do you do with it? You know, for me, that was a $40 thing. I didn't care, you know, and even the collars I have now, I think the most expensive one I have is like $20. So... collars can mean so many things to submissives and it really needs to be decided on in the beginning of the relationship, whether this is a play collar, an actual possession collar or an ownership, you know, going as far as a slave or something else. Sure. For, for me as the top, the dominant in the, in play and both in my dynamics, when I have dynamics is uh, in play, it's kind of, Across the board. I mean, I'm going to negotiate with the bottom. I'm usually not going to put collars, surely not collars, but maybe cuffs I'll use Mm -hmm. in play a lot of the times. But I will talk to my bottom about that because I know it's just for play. So I'm taking control of you for this playtime. We're going to do my headspace is going to be there because I get control. So if the bottom is like, say, going through a lot of stress or, um, you know, has some anxiousness or whatever, I'll suggest cuffs to calm them down, to ground them, mm-hmm. um, and to bring them into that headspace where they are no longer responsible for the world around them because I'm in control now. You're right. giving me this power exchange just during this play scene, mm-hmm. and then afterwards we take those off, we finish our scene, we cuddle, um whatever whatever shenanigans take place after that or during <laughs> um which hopefully includes hard fucking and anal um and then and then that's they go back to their world mm-hmm. in their head um i have had in a dynamic where those cuffs and collars have a lot more significance because it's a sign of my commitment to 24/7 take that responsibility as the dom, the daddy, um, the person that is thinking about their lives, about their goals, is trying to increase them and encourage them to be a better person in the ways that we've negotiated and and described and, and so forth. So those callers have more meaning. It's more significant. So in the case of, of something like that, where I've had a couple where this collar is specific to this person, that would be something obviously that we have to negotiate what's going to be done uh, afterwards. And there are a lot of people that have a lot of differences. The reason I don't think he's a dick is because he asked an honest question. So I don't think any honest question makes you a dick. Well, even Uh if you get a feeling like, yeah, fuck this, whatever. Um, But the question of is this a red or yellow flag if somebody says if a submissive says i don't want to wear a collar that somebody else has worn that is not a red or yellow flag that is a very legitimate uh, concern for certain people to have everyone is is entitled to their own feelings insecurities i mean if you tell people up front Hey, I used to put this on my ex-girlfriend. We had a serious relationship. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm going to put this on you. 
of course, most yeah, people are going to be. It's it's like yeah. a wedding ring. Well, it's not even yeah. a douchebag thing. If they're like, I don't give a shit because I've had that. I've I've used mm-hmm. cuffs and collars that I've used on that partners, and they're I I don't care. You know, as long as I'm not because it's understanding that people will feel uncomfortable with that. If they, ha- especially if they have some insecurities, does this mean I'm I'm second to this person, or I'm just the replacement to this person, and now I have to wear their clothes and their collars and whatever? I mean, that would feel strange to a lot of people. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, to me, it kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth because yeah, they're entitled to their own opinion, but at the same time, like for example, Doc's got a pair of leather cuffs that he uses pretty much with everybody. They're Doc's right. cuffs. They're not sure. individual to a person. So he could have just said, you know, hey, you know, not knowing the history of this collar, it may have just been a black collar. He'd be like, ooh, that'd be fun to play with in the dungeon with somebody, not assigning a person right. to it. So, yes, obviously the submissive or the, or the bottom has a right to say, no, I don't want to wear a collar. But to even make the assumption of I don't want to wear someone else's collar, it may just be a play collar of no significant. You know what I mean? It may not have been attached to anybody. It may have just been something that he thought was really cool. And, hey, you want to wear it? Great. You don't want to wear it? Great. But, you know, it's I, I don't know. To me, the, the girls were just acting really bitchy about that. I, I just that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know. I I totally accept that that opinion. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't yeah. bother me at all that everyone's entitled to have their own insecurities, just like I'm entitled to have my own insecurities. Right. Like as far as the distribution of where this shit goes after the relationship is over, mm-hmm. if I bought it, it's mine. Yeah. You're not walking away with a collar that I bought for you so you can go use it with some other fucking dude. Exactly. That's yeah. my, you yeah. you can say that's my immaturity, you can say that's my whatever. Okay. I have insecurities and things. I'll take a look at whether or not that's whatever. I'm not giving it to you. Right. I cuz Mew tried that shit with me with the with her fucking blue soft fucking cuz she's like, "Oh my god, I love those cuffs. Can I have them? Can I take them with me?" And I'm like, so you can fucking have your other dude put him on you? Fuck you, little bitch. And she just laughed and we fucking joked about it. But no, those those are going to be mine. I've thrown collars away or destroyed collars mm-hmm. because it was a significant item that I'm not going to use that on somebody else. Because not only was it submit, uh, significant to, to the bottom. It was significant to me. And I'm like, ah, you know, and whatever. We're talking about energy and whatever. It's all in our fucking heads. And that's fine because we all live with our heads. So if your head is telling you that even play collars that I have, you don't want to wear. I may try to work with you and see, well, what is that coming from? What are the feelings behind that? But ultimately, that's a limit. If you have a limit, yeah. it's not my job to bully you past a fucking limit. Of course. To make you to make you do something. If I explain up front, these are all play callers and I use them on partners. Like in the situation of Doc, that's another interesting dynamic because he's yeah. like, I am a dominant and these are the collars and cuffs that I use on everybody. It is part of how I play. I have yeah. my energy that I put into those cuffs and collars. So I'm looking for people who are okay with wearing that. He, he's, he's absolutely within his right to make that his boundary or limit. That if somebody doesn't want to wear these, he doesn't have to play with them. Right. He's absolutely entitled to. But on the other end, the other person can go, I just don't like that feeling. I'm going to be thinking about it. It's going to be in my head. It doesn't even need to be malicious. It. If it's something that it's like, that's going to be in my head, that's an opportunity for me to first accept and go, okay, fine. We, we've, we, you know, there's other things we'll talk about in a minute that are, are workarounds for this. But as the dominant, this is a chance to see if it is an insecurity. That's a chance for me to first not judge them and make them feel shitty or gaslight them about their feeling. But to but to try to explore that and go, can we explore what that is about? If it is something where you don't have a level of trust with me, if you had a bad experience about that, are you willing to journey that with me a little bit? Because that gets a little bit more in a play scene. I'm not going to push that shit. 
Right. If they don't feel right. comfortable with it, I, I'm not here to get in your fucking head and be your dominant and make you a better person. We're here to play and have fun and go that. But if we're in a relationship, then obviously I want people that are at least, even if we don't go past that limit, if we just talk about where that limit comes from, that's part of my job. That's part of my job to understand you and to find out why those things are in place. And if it's something that's unhealthy for you that we can walk through, or if it's something that we just leave the fuck alone. Right. Of, of course, all valid points. It's just the way I read into it when he said, basically, these girls turned up their noses and said they wouldn't wear another slave's collar. We weren't there for the conversation. So we, like you said, we didn't know if he sure. said, hey, somebody else has worn this and now I use it. Or, you know, there are plenty of people like, you know, when Doc has cuffs, he's like, he'll ask me, do you want to wear cuffs tonight? Do you want to hold the, hold the chain or whatever? So it's just, if he just basically had said to them, hey, I have a play collar if you want to wear it, great. But sure. the girls also should, not, you know, a submissive or a bottom should not make the assumption of it belonged to somebody else. It may belong physically to them. Going also now right. to who pays for a collar and cuffs and whatnot, that's as individual as what the collar means to somebody because I've known, sure. you know, my, my first dominant bought my collar. It was a present for me. I gave it back to him when we broke up. I've had another guy that I dated that bought another slave an eternity collar he got it back when they broke up. And then since it was like a $350 eternity collar, he donated it to one of our local dungeons as an auction sure, item. So sure. that way, at least it's going to sure, go to sure. somebody new and it's going to go to good use. Right. So there's, yeah, there's many, it really depends on even, even what kind of collar. I mean, if it's like a slave collar, someone else may not want to wear a slave collar, but if it's a pretty bracelet, you know, you may want to just give it to somebody else or who knows. Just, I think if if somebody does have a first off, if someone has a problem with it, which I don't remember if I've ever had somebody that's had a problem. For, second off, just to throw out as a caveat, some people don't like to touch things that other people have fucking touched. It's not even True. about headspace or something True. like that. Some people are like, I'm just going to go ahead and bring my own toys for you to mm -hmm. beat me with. Because I don't want you fucking smacking my pussy with a flogger that you smacked 20 other pussies with. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. Because my floggers have hit 20 pussies. Yeah. That's the fucking, you know, or more. You know, <laughs> maybe not 20. Maybe, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they have, trust me, ain't no bacteria living on those things now as long as it's been since I've waxed someone with those. You're fucking, it's a virgin fucking <laughs> flogger by memory alone. But if it is a situation like that where the person just you're not going to get into it, like if it's for play or whatever, you say, OK, well, then how about if we just use this piece of string? Right. What if we put that energy in it? And when I tie this string around your ankles and your neck, then that symbolizes that for this time we're going to be. And at the end of that, I'll cut the string. I have done that in wax play. because yeah, You don't want to fuck idea. up a collar. You don't fuck mm -hmm. up a collar with wax. I put strings around the neck um, for that. Right. Or bring your own. Like if you have yeah. a connection, these are my cuffs and collars that I I allow the dominant to put those on me in play, but they're mine and they have meaning to me um, because they are mine because I pick them for myself. These are me. I feel powerful with these cuffs and I feel powerful enough to give up the power when I'm wearing these cuffs, that's significant to them. Fine. Bring your own cuffs for play. I don't give a shit. Once mm -hmm. it starts getting more intimate and we're going to have a relationship, the least I have as a limit is I need to understand why I need. If you want to be in a relationship with me where I have some authority in your path, then I need to know why. Otherwise, why the fuck am I here? Yeah. I'm just a play yeah. partner. We're not having yeah. a relationship. I'm not a dominant. I'm just a play partner. And that's fine. I don't mind I don't mind topping and and playing. But if I'm going to have a dynamic with you, we're going to disclose things up front and talk about these things mm -hmm. and then I want to know why. I don't diss these people and once just like you said, I don't know if this was like immature like maybe they were told something that that was that would be tacky. Yeah. Maybe they were trained by some, you know, super submissive in a community where they're like, oh, yeah, if any dominant brings out cuffs from another person, 
it's it's douchey. And maybe that's because that person that told them that had a negative experience. You don't ever yeah. know who's programmed what. Yeah. My yeah. point of view is I want to get down to like the brass tacks of that. But if it's a play scene, I don't give a shit. Can I fucking yeah. finger your pussy? I'm more interested in that <laughs> than whether or not you'll wear my Uber fucking soft plushy bought on fucking eBay fucking cuffs. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Either way. Yeah. But it's fantastic topic. I love it. I love yes. the question. I don't think you're a douche. And I emailed a lot of this back to him and he, you know, he liked those points of views. So uh, just disclose up front and, and, uh, Get in there and fucking play. News is sometimes cool and sometimes fucked up. Let's glory hold the planet right now with Enigma. Yeah! Oh my god, Enigma. I am so excited to finally have you back and all to my greedy little perverted self along with our perverted podcast listeners. How are you doing, Enigma? I am doing pretty well. I, uh, you know, hot season is over and um, I am... Recovered enough that I, I do miss it a little bit now. You do miss it, even though it's only been... You have had a good recovery. It's only been a couple of weeks. <laughs> so it, for you to miss it means you must have had a good haunt season. It was pretty good. Like, I, I you know, I, I do complain a lot about it. There is a lot to complain about uh, about it. But, like, in the end, like, I do enjoy the whole act of it and, like, talking about it on on our show and like talking about like fear play and all of that. Like there, there's a lot to enjoy. Um, yes. People can be d- douchebags and, and ruin it. But like overall, I, I enjoy the act of, of working at a haunt establishment. And, uh, and so, yeah, like I, I do look forward to it every year. Was there any sexy haunting? Uh, there wasn't any sexy haunting necessarily. There was, um, I, 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 I was able to, there, there was one or two times when D uh, came up or like we were able to hang out like after haunt time. And so I was normally I have to get out my any sort of haunt frustration out on on myself. Um, but I, I got to hang out with them and, and, and hook up with them a little bit and like actually get like a little monstery primally. It was it was nice. It was fun. Do yeah. you groan like um, do you Franken groan? <laughs> I, I I I growl. I don't groan though. Well, okay. Yeah, Growling's yeah. good. Growling or groaning. I mean, groaning is probably more pathetic. That's more like what I do every time I try to get an erection. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. growling definitely good. <laughs> definitely good monster getting for you. I'm glad you had a good haunt season. We of Thank course you. doing. Uh, I I didn't tell you. Uh, storage mm-hmm. was very noisy. And okay. uh, so I'm actually not at storage. We actually have guests in our fine perverted podcast uh, audience today because oh, I am really? recording. Yes, I am recording at the cemetery. So we have, <laughs> we have an entire field of guests. I'd like to give a shout out to the people next to us, uh, Claude and Elizabeth Alexander, a, uh, oh, a delightful nice. company. Not exactly sure where they're from. Elizabeth. Born in 1887, passed away in uh, 1957. And, of course, Claude uh, hung in there a little (laughs) bit longer, 1884 to 1962. They look like a lovely couple, and uh, I surely hope that they had a fantastic life together and uh, a lot of people that loved them, and uh, hopefully not to be disrespectful. But, uh, I mean, you can't be together from the 1800s to the 1900s Unless there uh, was hopefully some good loving. And, uh, and, and and who knows? I mean, I, I hope they don't haunt you too much. We're talking about what we're about to talk about next to them. But um, hopefully they were into some shit. And and they're, they're, they're enjoying hopefully, the show. Hopefully they're into some shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Claude. 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 Elizabeth. You guys into some shit? What's going on? <laughs> huh? You guys getting freaky? He's getting free. This is like the weirdest stand-up I think I've ever done in my life. You might say that the audience is dead. Oh, ah! Or you could say, I killed! Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh, our lives, Enigma, are so bad. Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're eventful, <laughs> if anything else. Well, 
Well, let's just get into the topic. I'm just waving. I keep waving at Claude and Elizabeth. You're going to do it and not notice that, like, somebody walks by and they're just going to be like, oh, oh, what? What? Well, you know, people are weird when they talk to their relatives. So uh, we should abort this (laughs) and go into the topic now. (laughs) Okay, okay. So uh, our first topic comes from sciencealert.com. Um, And it is entitled, for the first time, scientists map brain regions responding to the clitoris. Um, Something that we talked about before is there there is a a, a huge lack of studies around women and their pleasure. But there's a lot about men and their pleasure and penises and such. So go figure. um, Yeah. Uh, But unfortunately, this (laughs) guys will show up to the study. Yeah, they will. Guys Uh, are like, you need me to jerk off on a cracker? Here I am. Yep. Here I am. Sure. Give me my porn and uh, get your camera. Check this out. I'm, I'm going to use this as a dick pic later on FetLife. I mean, sir, it's just a Petri dish, but um, okay. Oh. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so a study from 2021 has identified the brain region linked to genital touch in women. And those who reported having um, had more sex, this region seemed to be much more developed. The study involves stimulating 20 adult females with their brains uh, while their brains were being scanned in an MRI machine. What? Um, the study. Yes. I want that job. Why and, can't and I it, get that job? Enigma. You, you, you have to go back to school and become a scientist. Why isn't that listed on Craigslist? <laughs> Wanted guy to jack off chicks while stuffed in an MRI. <laughs> Okay. The the study doesn't tell us if a more pronounced region of the brain makes women more sensitive to touch or if those who were more sex, uh, sexual earlier in life inf- influenced the development of the area. Uh, previous studies had focused on general pleasure where the participants would pleasure other areas in order to get satisfaction. Um, this study, albeit quite small, um, did study 20 women all between the ages of 18 and 45 years old. Um, they all used a device, um, and for Boogie's sake, they it was a gentleman that they that they pulled off of Craigslist. Um, yes. <laughs> this study confirmed that the results of a study done on men in 2005 that the somatosensory cortex uh, represented sensation um, to the genitals similar to men. Uh, right. For those with a larger cortex, they found that those women reported having had more sexual encounters in previous years. Right. And while this doesn't confirm the theory, it does support it. Um, like a muscle, when you work out uh, that area of the brain um, more, it is more pronounced. The, f- uh, future studies hope, the, the future hope of studies like these is to help um, abuse survivors understand and rehabilitate their sexual desire and also under- better understand where our sexual desire comes from. So you can grow this like a like a muscle. Like if you if you, so, ladies, if you put it back because like vasoconstriction, vasodilation. So if you don't mm-hmm. want to be horny and you want to shrink that area, you can put like a bag of frozen peas on your head, and then you won't be <laughs> horny. But if you like, I guess if you want to be more horny, then like dip your head in a jacuzzi and you'll become Matthew Perry. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, I think that maybe maybe a little little too soon. Um, I'm I'm also interested to see it, like if they were to study the same process in people who are asexual or um, people who have more um, defined um, sexual interests, and see if like the, the that area of the brain is actually uh, if it develops in a different way. If like your interests are different, or if like like I said, if you're asexual and you don't have sexual desire. Does that area of the brain even exist or is it just really, really small? I think stuff like that would be really interesting to study uh, just across the board, but especially um, in women, because we don't we don't study their their pleasure as much as we should. That is such a guy pitch, by the way. That is such a <laughs> such a total guy pitch to the ladies that are listening to perverted podcast right now. <laughs> you know what I want to do, Enigma? OK, you know what I want to do? We could get like. Uh, an empty refrigerator box and an old like water heater and like cut the water heater in half and then put that inside of the refrigerator box, put it Uh in my storage, call it an MRI machine 
and then invite women to explore science and advertise on Craigslist. You get what I'm saying? Put like a skateboard um, with a cardboard on it, and then just lay them on uh-huh, it, and like roll uh-huh. them into the heater. And but it'll look like an MR. We could we could do this. I I do have some ethical concerns um, about this plan. Um, well, it's not for. All right, fine. It's for <laughs> fetish. It's for fantasy. See, see, because like there science. is there, there is a guy out in Pasadena that does have like a fully set up like kitchen and so he he does like photo shoots and stuff like with with like in a like this this oversized kitchen where he like cooks women like if we did that if we made like our own little like quote-unquote mri thing it's like oh we're studying our orgasms i think that would be super hot and fun um but i i i don't think the the ethics of of saying oh we're studying your brain and then it, 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 not, not as much that not as much that all right, that's okay. The thing about the uh, the asexual is, mm-hmm. I think it's two different places because asexual people can still um, feel pleasure, right? But well, they just but, don't. But, they're just not attached to the act of sex, right? And and that, 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 that's what I'm interested in it because like the the way that they talk about it in the article, they're talking about like. That people who who do have sex and and do um, get enjoyment out of sex when that when they when they are participating in it, that area of the region lights up more. And right. so I'm wondering if somebody who's maybe maybe they're doing it as an act of service and not so much an act of pleasure. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if if like it would look different depending on on the approach because um, and we'll we'll get into this in the other article. Like they like there there are differences with people who maybe are approaching sex as as kind of for the other person and not for themselves right and if if that's because they're asexual then the brain probably lights up differently than like in our next article where we're talking about how people do it out of you know obligation if that makes sense well the thing that i really want to avoid about this article i think it's great obviously studying the human brain um, in a storage unit with Enigma and I would be the best route for uh, any women <laughs> that are interested in science. Um, so what about that next article? Yes. Yeah, so um, just, you know, coincidentally, our next article um, kind of, I think, goes with this a little bit. Um, this article comes from the New York Post, and it is entitled, Your Partner is Probably Fantasizing About Someone Else During Sex. <laughs> Um, duh. I mean, their their naked body may be on top of you, but your mind is possibly elsewhere. Uh, the folks at One Pole and Lilo, the sex toy company, um, surveyed about two thousand sexually active adults, and it showed forty nine percent of those surveyed frequently fantasize about some someone other than the person that they are currently doing the deed with. The difference they talk about is if the the straying mind is due to some harmless enjoyment and fantasy or are you actively trying to escape the situation you're in through these fantasies um the survey also saw 61 percent of these them saying that they have sex even if they aren't in the mood because but because their par- partner wants to um and the main recommendation which makes sense considering the sponsor of the study uh, but also we've discussed similar topics in the past is for couples to bring toys into the bedroom um, and other sorts of accessories to help with the boredom that they may feel there With 40% of the folks saying that they use toys in the bedroom, it is important to find a common ground to help get that mutual enjoyment and and a more enriching sexual experience. Here, here. Um, Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, I like the fact that it talks about the balance between the two because I absolutely agree. Um, If it's for fun, fun, then yes, of course, these are your fantasies that you have in your brain. And we can get in that in a second. But it is important to understand if that is excessively what you do um, every time that you have sex with your partner, then there likely is some sort of detachment from the relationship. You know, right. and I felt it. We've all felt it. You know, you have those times where you're just not into each other as much or there's problems in the relationship and you're still having sex because 
sex is fun or whatever, but you're like, ah, you know, because I mean, there's, of course, I've seen myself in a mirror, so I, <laughs> I have no zero problem. Um, I have been called everybody other than Boogie multiple times. Um, I, I don't care. I'll put on a, a Brad Pitt or, you know, Kylo Ren fucking mask. I don't give a shit if it makes my partner happy and they're coming. That's fine. Um, so, but it is, it is something that you should really think about as far as your intimacy together, but also understand that there comes a time where you can eat steak fucking 365 days a year. And after a while you're like, I've, I've eaten the steak. It's just normal. It's normal to no longer be as attracted to your partner and then but you still love your partner you still want to stimulate your partner you still want them to feel good but Mm -hmm. you know you're just not as aroused because there's nothing new and uh, even sometimes with kink you know there's you go through seasons and that's really where it i don't think there's a, a problem with it but obviously that's something you should absolutely connect about talk about you know and then find different ways to get back to that that arousal right and 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 like i said we've talked about this before where it's like if you're not feeling that connection but you still want to um give that sort of satisfaction or just make your partner happy like you can use toys you can use fingers you can use your mouth like like if if the bits aren't gonna react in the way that you uh would want like there are ways that you can still be of service to your partner and um and and still have that connection, but just not maybe go as, as fully as, uh, as maybe you would usually go. And that's using toys. That's using lube. That's using like, if you want to watch porn to get like something to just like help offset maybe what the usual vibe is. And if, and like you're suddenly like, if, if it does become a usual thing, then that needs to be a conversation about why, why there, there is that disconnect there. And, and hopefully y'all can, uh, find like a common ground and, and something that can be uh, mutually mutually beneficial. I mean, it's like survival, you know, sometimes it's survival mode in a relationship. Yeah. You know, you're not going to break up with this person. You have a long committed relationship. Maybe there's kids involved. You do love each other, but your sex is just not on fire and it may yeah. never be. So at that point, if, you know, if you can't go through toys and communication and learning new kinks and, you know, there was other things in the article about 50 percent of people. Uh, did you read that? The 50 percent of people aren't trying things with their partner yeah. that they really desire. Like they haven't had the conversation yet with their partner about trying things, you know, maybe, the, you know, the guy wants a finger up his ass or, you know, maybe the girl wants anal or, you know. Maybe they want to do some role play or dress up and whatever. And, uh, but, and those are all great. But if you're just going to stay in that relationship Mm -hmm. and you're not going to leave, um, then that's what you're going to do. And there's, there really shouldn't be anything wrong with that. As long as your partner, I don't know. If I don't think, you know, just like with the MRI machine, okay, it's a good joke. But uh, <laughs> you don't want to lie to your partner and tell them that you're totally into them and attracted to them when you're not. That's an inauthentic right. relationship. You're living sure. a lie for your partner. And so you you really do. And you don't want to tell your partner you, you're, you're, you fucking look like shit and I don't want to fuck you anymore. That's <laughs> probably not the right. approach. But in a sense, you got to have that conversation I don't know. This is a tough one because I would I can't stay. Yeah. I can't stay with somebody that I'm not into. And yeah. uh well, and, and and I think a lot of people especially like I I've definitely had relationships that I got into uh especially earlier on where I was like, "Oh, you like me? Cool. Okay, we'll date." And right. then I like I I didn't really have that I didn't I didn't share their attraction. Um but I think I, I think if you're if if 
one side or both sides aren't willing to uh, talk about and explore things like you're you're not going to get very far. Like uh, I've, I've talked about it before and I'll gush a little bit more like my relationship with D is going so well because we have regular check ins and we talk about what we're what we're wanting to do more of. Like they just got rope. And so we're going to play with her tying me up a bit like and like we, we uh, I didn't talk about it at the beginning of the show. But I got distracted by dead people. But like mm. um, we, we find like like she pegged me last week and it was fantastic. And we've been building up for that for uh, really? a few months now. Yeah. And um, like it was very overstimulating and very but like in a fun way. And um, yeah, it was it was it was very fun. But like. I, she is the healthiest person that I have I have dated and like healthiest uh, relation like um, relationship wise that I have dated in a while because like she's willing to have those conversations and she's willing to um, kind of explore things that maybe uh, she hadn't thought about or like, yeah, like it's just, we're, we're able to have those conversations. And I think, um, and it, it's definitely taken practice for me to kind of catch up to, to her because like, I, I'm not used to having partners who are willing to like have open, like fully open and honest communication. So uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's, and I, I think that it's something that if you're, if you and your partner are willing to, it kind of explore things, things, then like you need to start, like if you start practicing them and you start pretending like you're good at it, like eventually it'll catch up and you'll actually be, uh, be pretty good at the communication thing, but it does take practice, especially because as, uh, as humans we're especially these days, we're not really good at talking about what we want. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's something we need to, uh, actually communicate, especially cause like, like going back to the article, they talk about like only 18% of Americans always orgasm when having sex, but like all over porn and, 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 and like in, reg- in regular pop culture, like we have people who like every single, every single time somebody is, is going to orgasm during sex. And you're just like, but that sometimes, sometimes sex doesn't need that kind of goal. Sometimes it just needs, let's let's get messy and have fun. Like it doesn't need to have any more of a, uh, of a goal than that. Well-spoken, very well-spoken Claude and Elizabeth are, uh, are (laughs) clapping for you right next to us. Thank you, Elizabeth. It's a thank. Thank you guys. Um, fantastic topics. And, uh, there, there's really not much more to be said. You know, you don't, you don't have to be, you don't have to be in that 50% category. You can mm-hmm. just take the risk. And, and we've talked a lot on other episodes about how to have that conversation. So uh, mm-hmm. just like you said, get in there and uh, and start talking about the things that you like. You're an adult, so you can buy sex toys. Buzz, 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 buzz. We were a so you can make a better choice. Buzz, 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 buzz. Podcast sex, sex Toy Review. Put things in your orifices. Don't beat up your little toe. Don't beat up your little toe. That's your new, that's your new samba. Uh, I'm not only a stunt vagina, I'm a stunt toe. Yeah. Stunt toe. Apparently, you're like that Tom Cruise moment where he misses the stunt and breaks his leg on the building oh, did you ever see that yes i've seen oh yeah it's yeah bad. Oh. yeah he jumped off one building to another mm-hmm. building because he's fucking tom cruise yeah yeah and he broke his foot when he landed and still that was you can't redo it so he mm-hmm. hobbled off and that was the scene in the movie fucking tom cruise yeah. your toe fucking pulled a tom cruise good job <laughs> go stunt toe <laughs> Stunt for, but now we need to talk about my stunt vagina. Oh yeah, yeah actually, yeah. actually, yeah. N- not only my stunt vagina, my stunt anus. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I broke yes, out one of those Domless. toys. We have evolved. We have evolved in the <laughs> Domless.com evolution. For those of you that are new, Domless.com has all these really cool, very reasonably play- priced quality right. toys that are play. <laughs> Shut up. I still have a hole in my fucking tongue from shards in my tooth. Um, 
they have these great toys that are very interesting and, and kind of unique. And uh, Path Girl has been stunt vagining these uh, these toys for the past month or so now. And now we have moved up. Yes. Or moved around, basically. Yeah. We've, we've forward, moved from, from the front door. <laughs> We're now coming in the back door. Domless.com, yes. go. All right. So this toy... If you watched our unboxing video on uh, YouTube, I basically was waving around like a magic, like a w- magic wand saying when Guardian Leviosa, but they are calling it their E-Stim heat anal vibrator, prostate massager, 50 multiple play. So this it's a long name. I got to yeah, tell you, Dom oh, Lust, I know they're going for the tags yeah. and the search engine stuff, mm-hmm. but you should just call it Dumbledore's butt wand. <laughs> I think that would just bring and it home because a- it really go ahead. That's only a third of the title. I only read you, read you the first three lines. There's like five lines after it. I'm like, yeah, we don't need all that. <laughs> You'll see but, it, though. It looks like yes. Dumbledore's wand. If it you know really what Dumbledore's does look like wand, a magic it, wand, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like anal beads, but like a wand. Yeah. So um, this is – it's a it's meant to be a, either an anal toy or a prostate – well, a prostate massager for, for men also. So it's, multi, it's uh, marketed to both men and women. Uh, it is 8.66 inches long. It is a big boy. <clears throat> Path girl had to do some preparation plugger. for this. Yes. Nice. <laughs> so the thing about this one is not only is it a vibrator and it's, it's actually got three. So it's shaped like a magic wand. And if you think it's got three bumps in the middle, each one of those bumps is an individual vibrator. Really? So you can, yes. So you can have them, all three of them going at once. They can go in sequences. You can have them going in different patterns. So uh, it was really interesting to kind of play around with the modes and get them to kind of pop around from different places or have them uh, go off at the same time. But not only is this a vibrating toy, they market it also is a, it heats up and Ooh. it does electroshock. So for all you, uh, yes, and Eastem, yeah, I was, I was a little intimidated by this because, you know, okay, fine. I've had plenty of vibrators up my butt. I've had some, you know, but to actually have this with the Eastem, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to have shocking things in my butt. Oh, okay. Take one. Your butt's going crazy. (laughs) You got crazy anus. So uh, the basics also is uh, Domless doesn't have – some of their toys are what they call magnetic chargers where basically it's got two little plugs and the charger kind of plugs into the wall with a little magnet sure, instead sure, of the sure. insertable ones. So that's big. So, okay. So I tried this out with Donis this past Saturday night. Again, since I am very anal about anal, I had to do some preparation. But uh, this is longer than I have inserted anything into my butt ever. My, the, oh, my wow. favorite butt plug is like – I'd probably say about four and a half, five inches and maybe two inches around because it's, for me, oh. it's enough that if I want to go straight into anal play, it dilates me enough that we could just basically go. So this, okay. uh, I, since this was going up longer than anything I've used before, I did put a condom on it. And obviously because most condoms sure, are sure. You know, seven and a half inches, it didn't cover everything. So we had to keep that in mind. Um, totally waterproof. So it makes it easy for cleanup. So the first we tried it on the basic vibrating um, stimulations where basically, like I said, playing around with the different vibration patterns and having it uh, go up different levels and stuff. That was very interesting because, like I said, it's reached farther than any other toy I've used before. So that alone was an interesting sensation. And I can imagine for you guys with the prostate, not only is it going to hit your prostate, but it's going to hit further than your prostate. So for those who like it anal play, this is really – spleen if you push it far enough. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So um, it also claims that it heats up. I did not feel the heating up. And the reviews that I've read, a lot of people said they didn't feel the heating stuff. So it may just be that it may not be strong enough or maybe just because yeah. the, the anus itself is normally a very warm environment. It may be hard to tell the temperature difference. You obviously don't want something that's going to be boiling hot up there. Yeah, but the you thing won't be scorching your tube. Yes, yes. Now the thing that scared me the most at first was the East Dim. So I, before Donis and I played with this when we first got it, I turned it on, and it takes a minute or two for the East Dim cycle to start cycling up. So I had it in my right. hands, and I'm kind of playing around with it, going, "I don't feel the shocking stuff." And then all of a sudden, I dropped it. I was like, "Shit, that shocked me!" <laughs> 
And I kept handing it to Donis. He didn't feel it. And it was getting more and more where it's like in my hands, I was feeling the shock going, oh, fuck. If I could feel it on my hands, what the hell is it going to feel like in my up my butt? <laughs> but So you know, how did I, it feel? Um, It felt more shocking in my hands than it did my butt. I mean, it did yeah. give... A li- I guess because there's more nerve endings in the hands than the than the butt, but it was just I did turn it on, and I was very very nervous at first. But I even said to Donis a couple times, "Is is the Eastem on?" He goes, "Well, you know, it takes a minute or two to warm up." But um, I had him dial down the vibrations and kind of bring up the Eastem, and you could feel little twinges here and there. I think it's also meant to like um, help with orgasms, make them stronger. So, right. uh, you know, I mean, it's just, I guess if you're having a really strong orgasm or especially for a G spot orgasm, um, you know, it, it would help a lot. I did insert, before we put this in my anus, I did insert this into my vagina also, cause I was really curious to see if I could feel the different, you know, the E stem on my, on my vagina. And it was the same thing where it's like, if you sat there and concentrated a little bit, you're like, yeah, I think I could feel that E stem a bit. Um, and obviously, you know, going into vagina would be a a lot easier but then you know when i did it for anal play it was just kind of they were very interesting sensations uh and also flared bottom for safety so yay um easy clean up but uh it was a very interesting sensation to try the e-stim because i i'm i have not done electrical play electrical play for me is a a a not now kind of thing it's not a no but soft uh, limit kind of thing. Yeah, soft limit. Yeah, um, completely bendable. So there was no problems inserting it. Uh, no problems getting it out. You could twist it any way you want. You could bend it any way you want. It's very quiet. So it's not like sometimes I've noticed sometimes the anal toys can be very loud. So I don't know right. if they're more. Yeah. So it's like you're walking around. You can hear somebody in the dungeon just. Your neighbors are like, like, "Is your air conditioner broken? <laughs> What's going on in that room?" Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the Eastim al- thing, um, yeah. F- f- real quick, um, I think it also has to do with the coverage of electricity. Mm-hmm. Your hand didn't have a lot of contact points when your anus or vagina, which has you know that oh, space, yeah, those walls that. are covering more of that. So True. there's more things for the electricity to jump. And so it's it doesn't you know because electricity will lose as it bounces around right right you know it loses its amount of power so if it's in a tight space like maybe if you would have just stuck the tip in mm-hmm. and had that you might have got more shock out of it but once it's inside and the walls are pushing against it yeah um, I guess it's it might over disperse a different... the electricity a little bit huh. more I didn't there's think boogie about that. making up some shit that might not even. Be completely but accurate, it, but it I think actually is it a valid, is. Yeah, I, it is a valid point because it's just like I said. I was holding it in the middle of my hand, and my hand was probably yeah. taking the whole thing. Versus, you know, the entire sheath of my anus or vagina was kind of like spread it out. The, the, the abyss of your <laughs> anus, the glorious yes. tingly abyss. So, were you able to do other things with it? Well, like I said, we tried it I out mean, my vagina. Mm. Did did he Would fuck you... you while you had it in there? No, we did not. That was the only thing because it was just I I had a bad experience one time where I had multiple things shoved in me. Like I I, I did almost like a triple penetration once where I was with my ex husband. Like oh. I two, yeah, and like no joke, like my like vulva like short circuited. Like I was in pain afterwards, and not like pain yeah. from my penetration, like pain from like overstimulation. So, um, definitely would try it again because it's thin enough that if we were to insert it into my anus and him to go in my vagina it would not be too uncomfortable whereas some of the dil- right. the the butt plugs and dildos i've seen where it's just they go for these big wide things and you then put something in your vagina it's like okay that's way too much yeah so, yeah yeah it's just it's just not gonna go in plus the fact that it's like uh anal beads almost yes for yes. for the guy it would have a, a good sensation because instead of just rubbing against it and feeling that extra pressure, pressure like of a straight dildo, the mm. fact that it has those kind of bead contours, um, you're going to feel it kind of going pa 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 as you as you go in and out. So it might have a really cool sensation for fucking with it, yeah. As long as it wasn't too tight in there. Yeah. But all around, 
an yes. interesting toy. And how much does that toy usually cost in U.S.? Uh, so normally it's sixty nine ninety nine, but they have it on sale right now for thirty four ninety nine. So I mean, this uh, for a, as deal. long as it, it does, and it's you know, it's it's technically got fifty different modes between all the different combinations of stuff. This is a, this is really a good deal and really great silicone. This that's the one thing over and over consistently that Domlas has. It's not that sticky cheap silicone that sometimes you get on like Amazon or yeah. eBay. This is easy like. I've washed this several times now, and it's like it still feels baby soft. It's really, really smooth. So that's real good. So the e-stim wasn't so strong once you have it all the way in. Right. The heater didn't feel super. You didn't notice the heat, but the vibrations mm-hmm. were good. Yeah. And the the quality of the product in general was solid. So it's a so it's a good toy, but the e-stim and the heat weren't as strong. Right. Right. So you just got to fuck your ass more with it. And then get I, you know, I'm actually going to try that. Like you said, maybe just put it at the at you know, maybe just insert it an inch or so, and just see if I get uh, a different reaction to it, or even like halfway in. Because we were pretty. I mean, <laughs> I probably got about six or seven inches. I didn't take it all the way down to the hilt. Oh, my good girl, but, good girl. Yeah, but... Wait for you. That's a chance, champion ass right there. <laughs> no, I, I said I didn't take done. it you... all the way down. <laughs> no, I'm saying you took. Hey, dude, look, I I don't do but stuff mm-hmm. i've tried lots of things but i think anyone that can take six inches of anything up your fucking mm-hmm. ass uh, you know you get you get points well you i take donison for that. he's about six and change seven if not more i mean <laughs> well there you go there you You're go <laughs> fucking anal champion mm-hmm. stunt anus uh fucking crazy anus that sounds like a, a lot of fun yes uh, i like it Domless.com, if you are interested in finding out about these toys yourself, thank you again to Domless for sending us a whole giant box of things that we can talk about. And thank you to uh, Path Girl's Anus. (laughs) (laughs) And with that as a screeching halt... That is the end of show 391. Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, comments, or you want to see pictures of my gangrenous feet, please reach out to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or find us on TikTok or Instagram under the name Perverted Podcast. And on FetLife, there is both a group and a page. You can support us for free, free, and please do so by hitting the like or subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to us on. It really does help other kinksters like you find us and push us up in the platforms so that way we can be seen. And if you'd like to do a little bit more to help us, please go to patreon.com slash pervertedpodcast and sign up for our five bucks if you give a fuck level to get our shows a few days early, lots of behind-the-scenes shenanigans, and our half peepee episodes once getting ready to drop in a few days. And of course, love and smushy kisses to all of our patrons around the world. Your support means the world to us. I think we picked up a few new patrons from what you said, right? We did. Thank Yay! goodness, because, Thank you. Uh, you know, rent and storage went up twice this year. <laughs> Yikes. So we need them. We Woo. goddamn well need them. Uh, surely grateful, but I'm grateful to every goddamn listener that we have. And, uh, you know, it's just been fun. We're going to keep doing it a little while longer. And uh, we'll see you on 392. Woo! Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. Pookie the beluga whale had a problem Was a child actor but now's an alcoholic Total spoiled brat but now he's on the skids Drinking stolen rum from sunken pirate ships The bottom of the glacier Looks better from the top When you shit on those who love you No one's sad when you fall off. Pookie called his agent screaming like a diva. Why haven't you gotten me work? I was America's fucking sweetheart. The only gig he got was a celebrity boxing contest. Showed up really drunk and got his ass kicked by a walrus. The bottom of the glacier Looks better from the top When you shit on those who love you No one's sad when you fall off Pookie doesn't get it 
He's just an aging narcissist. The penguins used to love him. But now they pretend he doesn't exist. The beluga whale hit a new low for Boozy. Let the Eskimos have sex with his blowhole. Ew, 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 fucking ew, 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 Eskimo, Amber Gris, ew! The bottom of the glacier looks better from the top. Now I'm not so cute. When you shit on those who love you, Y'all get a thrill when you fall off. Hey, hey! Pookie swam away. Pookie swam away. Pookie swam away.